At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 15 episode of Stacking the Box. Once again, myself and Sterling Holmes. We are uh, in the final few games of the NFL season, uh, and we had uh, a lot of upsets this past weekend, especially on Monday Night Football, which has completely shaken up the NFL playoff race. Uh, on today's show, we're, all, we're uh, as always, going to start with uh, biggest winners and losers from this past week. We're also going to talk whether or not the San Francisco 49ers are the only good team in the NFL. Uh, and obviously we're going to talk about a lot of other things, including uh, the Patrick Mahomes meltdown. Uh, and we're going to get a uh, preview week 15 and give out our picks for that as well. But before we get started, Sterling, as always, uh, stack in the box is partnering with sleeper daily fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to 100 data. Make sure to use the code fan sided that is fan sided. And then the number two, when signing up to receive your deposit match, Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan the QR code if you're watching this live on YouTube uh, on the screen to see if you qualify. Sleeper, daily, fantasy, $100 deposit match, code fansided to Sterling. What's up? I went to a Christmas show last night, but that pales in comparison to what you're rocking in your room right now. That Santa hat is incredible. The the nice little knob that's getting pushed down over your dome makes you look like a like a narwhal. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed with the uh, the look you got rocking right now. Although I, I will say, little disappointed the mustache is gone. Yeah, mustache is gone. Um... Yeah, I, it just started to feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it is it is Christmas time. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas Day, so it's time to get a little festive. So I got the lights up, uh, up on the background. Uh, I got a Christmas-esque sweater on. I have my Santa Claus hat on. I'm ready to go. Are those mini stockings behind you hanging from balls with glee? Yes, they are. It's cute. It's Very cute. festive. Well, you see, I have candy canes right there. Where? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do got some candy canes back there. I was going to yeah, say you got to, you know, festive up your background. But, yeah, you do have candy canes. So you do have something back there. There you go. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, biggest winners and losers from week 14. Um, do you want to start us off? Uh, which way do you want to go? Winners or losers first? Let's do winners. And I'll go with the Bills because they kept their playoff hopes alive. They had to go into Arrowhead. While, yes, they've had success there in the past, they had to have it. You know, they've been a perpetually underperforming team this season. You know, some of the underlying analytical numbers uh, prove them being a better team than the record currently shows. They're entering the hardest part of their schedule. They were 500. They were on the brink and they came away with a victory. Um, Got to give a lot of credit to the Bills because that's a team that no one wants to face in the playoffs. I know the record does not show it, but when you have Josh Allen, um, some of the throws he made in that game, whether you want to say catch or not on the one down the field from Latavius Murray, doesn't matter. That throw in of itself, going away from pressure, being able to throw the ball that far down the field that accurately, that's a dangerous dude in the playoffs. Yes, he's prone to turnovers. Doesn't matter. They kept their playoff hopes alive. Got to give a huge shout out to the Bills. They were my week 14 biggest winner. 
Yeah, not only did uh, was that win against the Chiefs absolutely pivotal for them, but they actually got some help last night too with the Dolphins uh, losing to the Titans. And now all of a sudden, the Bills are actually alive in the AFC East race. They can still win the division. Uh, and this morning, uh, and I actually wrote an article on buffalodown.com. Uh, I wrote about how I actually I, I placed a bet on the Bills this week to, to win the division. Um, they still have a game against the Dolphins. And if they finish with the same record and beat the Dolphins again in Week 18... Uh, they win that division because they have the tie, the head-to-head tiebreaker. And the Dolphins have a tough schedule down the stretch, too. They got games, uh, obviously, against the Bills, uh, and they also play the Cowboys and the Ravens. So um, they the have path a very is open for the Bills. stretch, man. It, that brutal stretch for both teams is going to be make or break. Yeah, the Bills have a path. Not only, I think they're basically a coin flip to make the playoffs, uh, and they have about a, I think it's like a, 25% chance of actually winning the division. So uh, Bill's very much alive after their season looked almost dead just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my biggest winner of the week is another AFC team, another team that benefited from the Dolphins losing that uh, last night, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they managed to squeak out the win against the Rams, and now they are in sole uh, possession of the number one spot in the AFC at 10-3. and three. Dolphins could have tied them with a win against the Titans last night as 14-point favorites. Couldn't get it done. Lost to the Titans in what was one of the crazier uh, finishes of uh, the season. Uh, and as a result, now the Ravens uh, sit in sole uh, possession of first place in the AFC in the driver's seat to get the bye uh, at 10 and 3. Uh, now, the Ravens do have actually the thing that's working against them is they have, I think, the toughest schedule remaining schedule left in the NFL games against the Jaguars 49ers, which is going to be might be a Super Bowl preview on Christmas Day night. Ravens against 49ers. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Dolphins on New Year's Eve, and then they finish off their season against the Sealers. So they do have a tough stretch, um, but they are right now in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the AFC because the Dolphins lost last night. I'll let you do your biggest loser first because I have a slight, I'm assuming, rebuttal to um, your biggest loser. Let, let me go ahead and just, just take, a, take a guess on what your biggest loser is. Go ahead. I'm assuming it's the Chiefs and Mahomes and how they yep. handled the loss. Yeah, I, I, the Chiefs have been bugging me for about probably the yeah. last year, and I, I've been I'm wanting a reason to hate the Chiefs uh, beside the fact that they just are too good, and I just don't like it when the same team is good every single year, and they finally gave me a reason to hate them. Uh, losing to the Bills, finally a play call went against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, a play call that a penalty that was a penalty very clearly a penalty and then Patrick Mahomes after getting call after call after call go his way throughout his career including a phantom hold call in the Super Bowl which just won him the Super Bowl hey, and dog. now he's going to have you a know, little hit you know, you know, know holding one, a jersey. one penalty he went against him in a regular season game dog, holding a jersey is a legitimate penalty Ian when you hold and tug the jersey, that by definition is a penalty. And oh, by the way, I believe the Chiefs are what, like 31st in penalties called against the other team this season. That whole moniker of they get all the calls has been so proven false, and yet folks keep oh, running is, with it because you're an absolute troll. This this Come is on. why I don't like the Chiefs, and this is why Chiefs fans bug me because they keep that. This is a line they always say: "Oh, the NFL is always going against the Chiefs." If the NFL is going against the Chiefs, they're doing a pretty bad job of it because they won two Super Bowls in the past handful of years and are in the AFC Championship every single year. No, so the NFL is against the, the Chiefs suck. with these penalties. They're doing a really bad job. It's because the refs just suck. They don't know what they're doing. They're not. A, there's no against or for. They just suck. The refs are atrocious. They're horrible. You can't. You can't tell me that penalty on Kadarius Tony wasn't a penalty. That's the most clear offensive offside I've ever seen in my life. Hundred percent. Guess how many times it's been called this year? I know how many. Do you know how many? It's Twelve now. 12. Because they called one in Sunday night right. football. Because they're like, hey. Fellas, let's try and make sure this wasn't the only one on the day-to-day, which, by the way, that one was also a bogus bogus call that went against the Eagles. Do you know how many have been called on wide receivers and not just because of the tush push? What, three all season long? Again, I don't disagree with you, Ian. My biggest loser, by the way, is the refs. Um, And again, I'm not saying it's the wrong call. Ian, you got it twisted. 
Kadarius Tony was lined up offsides. What was the following play? Von Miller lined up offsides. Was that called? No, it's the inconsistencies why I'm upset, Ian. I don't care. If you want to flag Kadarius for that, I am all for it. But you know what you got to do? Flag it every time you see it then. Not just once. Come on! That's my issue here is consistency. In the Packers game against the Chiefs, four blown calls on the final play. Two for the Packers, two for the Chiefs. Again, that that... You do you hear me griping about the PI on MVS that was atrocious? No, you know why? Because refs suck. They're horrible. They're brutal. It's not all their fault. They're not full-time employees. Give them some help. Why not have a dude who's up there in the box who can see everything in slow-mo and say, hey, dude, come on now. That's PI. You got to call it. Instead of having a 45-year-old dude who's out of shape trying to run down there and try to make a bang-bang play. It's a billion-dollar industry. You have money on the line from sports bettors. It makes zero sense that you can't have more consistency in the moment. That's all I want, Ian, consistency. This is not a, I hate the refs because I think they have a vendetta against the Chiefs. That's not the case. I hate refs because they suck. Von Miller was not offside, first of all. And second of all, the reason why it hasn't been called against wide receivers is because it's the easiest penalty to not get called on because you're supposed to check with the ref. I've learned this in minor football when I was seven years old. When you line up, you check with the ref. Am I good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, now I can focus. Kadarius Tony didn't do that. And now Kadarius Tony has lost the Chiefs two games single-handedly this season. Also correct. What I will also say in regards to Kadarius Tony checking, he went through the motions. Okay, just for, for all the Chiefs fans out there who are probably screaming, saying, well, he checked, he checked. There was another video that was released. He did check, but he did this. He just looked. And look back. It wasn't a case of the ref had enough time to do this or this. There is no information following whether the ref had time for a thumbs up or down and for Kadarius Tony to see it. He went through the motions. That's on Tony. Ian, again, you're not hearing me disregard the actual penalty there. That is a penalty. What you're hearing me say is this happens throughout the game multiple times, yet it never gets called. Sorry, 12 times. Sorry, three or three or four on a wide receiver. The rest have been on offensive linemen based on the tush push. That's my issue here. All I want, Ian, is consistency. I agree. I would also like consistency. That's all I'm saying, man. Okay. No, no. Like, and again, again, I don't like the way Mahomes and Andy handled mostly Mahomes. Andy Reid is going to have his guys' backs. I get that. Mahomes, in my opinion, handled not a the, good look. The, the the correct, and I will also say for a guy who's been in the NFL and been the pinnacle, has been out of the spotlight, only done the correct things time and time again. One time in seven years, getting upset uh, like that, I think you give him the benefit of the doubt there. Um, I get it; it's going to piss off everyone who's not a Chiefs fan. Completely understand. It made me upset because I'm someone who goes, okay, that's one call that didn't go your way. Why did you get in that position to begin with? There were other opportunities, especially offensive, when the defense was helping you out, that should never have come down to that situation. Okay, bad call, unfair call, whatever you want to say, that's fine. Don't let it come down to the refs blowing it, because what do they do? The refs blow it time and time again. Don't let them have the chance to blow it. And not only that, but to complain to Josh Allen shaking hands afterwards, the guy who has lost every game in the most heartbreaking ways imaginable. <laughs> like if there's one guy you shouldn't be complaining to, it's Josh Allen. This might be the first time in his career that like a bad call or like a questionable play near the near the end of the game went his way. He's usually on the receiving end of all those. And I've never seen Josh Allen shaking hands with the opposing quarterback after the game complaining about the call. Again, you're you're not trying to trick me over here. I'm telling you, I think it's a bad look. Uh, I I don't think the the Chiefs uh, get favorable call, calls, and I definitely don't think there's a vendetta against them. Um, I think that refs are just horrible at their job, and again, it's not all their fault. Um, there needs to be some help. The fact that there's not a chip in the ball to begin with blows my mind. The fact that you can't just have a guy sitting upstairs calling in, yeah, dude, he got there three seconds early, that's PI, or hey, maybe pick it up, also blows my mind. Uh, just reading Trevor's comments here in the chat, let's bring up the latest one, but the idea of the Chiefs benefit from calls because the game is rigged or something is ridiculous. You're seeing the Chiefs get better treatment because they play in a lot of competitive games. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't make the claim that the games are being rigged. Um, 
I think calls have more often than not go, gone the Chiefs' way over the past number of years. Uh, just like when the pay, I, I think I, to be a dominant team, to have a dynasty, to win several Super Bowls, you need in a lot of key areas to, for calls to go your way. Not necessarily calls that shouldn't have been calls, but still, you need the other team to screw up. You need Bradbury to have a holding call to end the Super Bowl. You need those kinds of coin flip calls to go your way to win as many games as the Chiefs have won. Just like the Patriots when they went on the, when they are in their dynasty, they had a lot of weird stuff go their way, which you have to have sure. in order to win a lot of games. They got rules changed for them, right? The tuck rule, the the fact you can't hit a quarterback low anymore. That was because uh, a safety for the Chiefs. I believe it was Bernard Pollard took out Tom Brady and he was out for the season. And the NFL goes, yeah, we want Tom Brady, not Matt Castle, who in a a cruel twist of fate ended up becoming the Chiefs quarterback. Um, The Bills, even to an extent, they had a whole rule change go their way, right? When the Chiefs said, hey, we want OT, we think it's unfair because the Patriots got the chance to score, Chiefs didn't. That got blown up. They said, no, sorry. Then the Bills had it happen. What happened? It goes their way. I mean, again, there's no I, – I just think this whole, like, the Chiefs get everything going their way n- is nonsense. I think it's bogus. I think folks are tired of seeing them win. Just how folks got tired of seeing the Patriots win, how folks got tired of seeing Golden State win, it happens. Uh, yeah, Trevor's ask, asking for some data. Come on, data man, show me. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't have data that shows that more calls go the Chiefs. Yeah, right? And against Trevor, them, it is them. a subjective, <laughs> it is a subjective opinion that certainly could be wrong. And maybe just the fact that they're winning these games uh gives me an inherent bias to think that more you're calls a Falcons go their way fan. We understand, we feel your pain because your cheeks, dude. <laughs> I don't think you had to bring my Falcons into this. My poor Falcons. It's a wounded uh, bird. <laughs> We don't need to talk about my Falcons right now. Uh, all right, let's move on to the top story, uh, which uh, I guess kind of relates to the Chiefs in some way because uh, are the 49ers uh, and Hunters, uh, see him in the chat, he, he's going to love this topic. Are the 49ers the only good team in the NFL? Because let's be honest, we've seen a lot of average football this season. We've seen a lot of good teams lose games they should not be losing, like the Dolphins last night as 14-point favorites to the Titans, uh, like the Chiefs against the Packers the week before. Um, which leads me to the question, are the 49ers the only good team in the NFL? Yes. Yes, they are. Um, they're the only team that's complete on all levels. I think the Ravens are the only other team you can make a legitimate case for. I think the Cowboys are going to sit here and say, hey, what about us? What about us? I got to see more from you. I, you beat the Eagles. Congratulations. That's the only team that I think you've beaten who's been good. Now, again, you can only play who's on your schedule, but I need to see more from the Cowboys consistently to put them there. The 49ers right now are complete on all levels. That's what it comes down to. So for me, yeah, they're the only good team. Or should I say only great team? Yeah, maybe maybe it should be great team. Are they only great team in the NFL? The only great team. Because, yeah, I think the Ravens are good. I think the Cowboys are good. To an extent, I still think the Chiefs are good. You know, I would even make a case that the Bills are good. But the only great team, the only team that I think is elite, it's the 49ers. Yeah, we're going to kind of see what's what, what the Cowboys are made of here in these next few games. Yeah, they do go play in Buffalo, and uh, the Bills are now two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the line has moved in their favor, which tells me that professional bettors, the Sharps out there, are on the Bills actually to win and cover in this game because they opened as one-and-a-half-point favorites that has moved a full point to two-and-a-half. I doubt it's going to get to three. Uh, but the Sharps are on the Bills. They're home favorites against the Cowboys, so that's kind of telling for how uh, the market kind of looks at this Cowboys team. Um, now, if they go through this stretch where they take on uh, the Bills, the Dolphins, who else do they have the Cowboys have down the stretch uh, that I'm not thinking of? It's the Bills, the Dolphins, the next two weeks, uh, and then the Lions. Um, if they can get through that stretch and go 3-0, and then yeah, uh, I'm ready to call the Cowboys a great team. But um, we'll see if they can do that. I don't think they can. I think the Bills beat them this week. Uh, yeah, I think the NFL loves this though, don't you? Oh, of course, of course, because every team has a chance. Look, look at the playoff hunt right now. So many teams are in it. This yeah. is what the NFL wants. This, this is the salary cap era in full perfection right now. It's great. Like as a baseball fan here in Kansas City, massive Royals fan. You know, I, I wish there was this sort of parity. I wish this was this sort of 
um, lack of almost competitive advantage based on how much money you can spend. It's all about how wisely can you spend? Can you hit on draft picks? I'm a huge fan of this season in particular, just based as an NFL fan. As a Chiefs fan, no. As an NFL fan, I love this because, again, as, we, as we're talking about right now, only one team really stands alone. But every team, it feels like, most teams, it feels like, they have a chance. Even your Falcons. Again, we, we've talked about they're not a good team. They got a chance. The Panthers are like the only team that you're sitting there going, yeah, they, they, they legitimately have zero chance. When, when you're talking about a chance, what do you mean? Win the Super Bowl this year? I'll make the playoffs. And if, if you make the playoffs, who knows what happens? You know, an injury, uh, uh, anything can happen, right? I, I mean, believe it is the Panthers and the Patriots are the two teams eliminated right now. I think. And even if you're a Cardinals fan, right? Like, they're not making the playoffs. But you're sitting there going, all right, well, Kyler Murray's shown us something. Like, yeah. we, 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 okay, we, we, we might have a building block here. Carolina and Patriots are the only two teams I think you're looking at going. This was a lost season record-wise and maybe even for the future. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Carolina in the past, but this might be the worst situation I've ever seen a team in. They trade their next year. They trade a ton of draft picks to go up to first overall. They draft a quarterback. He stinks in his rookie year. You have the first overall pick again. Oh, wait, but you don't because he traded away that first overall pick to then take the guy who turns out he stinks. So Carolina is in a world of hurt right now. And you can even make the case that the Bears fared better because even though they didn't get Allen or Mahomes, mm-hmm. they at least made the playoffs a few times with Trubisky. I mean, yeah. yeah, he was an alternate, but he still made a Pro Bowl. Matt yeah. Nagy won Coach of the Year. I mean, they at least made the playoffs. Uh, I do want to get back to the 49ers here uh, because they are truly a great team. I was looking at some of their uh, numbers here when I was handicapping this week's uh, th- this week's games. Um, for offensive metrics, no matter what you want to look at, they are top four. Most of them, they're top one. First in the NFL in yards per play. First in success rate. First in EPA, first in dropback EPA, first in dropback success rate. The worst offensive stat they have is rush success rate, where they're fourth, and then they're third in rush EPA. And then their defense is good, but not great. But, I mean, just those offensive numbers alone. The 49ers are going to be tough for any team to beat. What's funny with Brock Purdy, and I know Hunter's going to have a field day with this one. I'm not even trying to take a side here. But he's the most fascinating quarterback, like not just from the eye test, but also the analytical side of things, because I saw one film uh, just kind of study on him that was really interesting where one folk or one side was trying the case that Brock Purdy's anticipatory throws are next level, right? His processing. And the other side of things were going that's a bad throw. The cornerback's already cutting down on that. Brandon Ayuk was just so good to use his body to block him off. Like, I've never seen a quarterback where it feels like there's such a divide of either he's elite or he is just a dude. There's no one who's really saying he's good. It's either he's elite or he's a dude. Mm. Uh, it's almost like Dave Matthews Band, right? Dave Matthews Band, they, fans either love him or they're like, yeah, what's, what's he singing about? I can't understand him. Um, yeah, uh, they are, for anyone curious, uh, Brock Purdy, it's now a two man race for MVP. Uh, speaking of 49ers and Cowboys, it's come down to Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. So, uh, whether or not you think he's just a dude or think he's elite, he's, he might win MVP. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter what you think he's doing it. Yeah. Purdy lead Hunter says Purdy leads league in completion percentage. Purdy leads, leads the league in just about every single quarterback stat. Simple metrics and advanced metrics. Um, 49ers are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They are now by far the Super Bowl favorites as well. So not only do we think subjectively uh, they're the only great team in the NFL Super Bowl odds, it is the 49ers at plus 260, a big gap. And then you have the Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, and Cowboys kind of in a second tier all alone between plus 600 and plus 850. Then you have another bit of a gap. And then you have Bills, Lions, Jaguars and Browns, and then a big gap, and then everyone else. So, uh, yeah, the betting odds reflect that fact, too, that the 49ers are by far kind of in a league of their own here uh, heading into Week 15. Uh, so if they're the number one team, Sterling, power rank or next to power rank the overall top five teams in the NFL for you. Now, obviously, we're both going to put the 49ers number one. Who are you going to power rank 
from two to five in the NFL. So Ravens are two. I think they're clear cut two at this point for me. I don't think there's a whole bunch of argument. I agree. Um, the Ravens do have some issues in their passing games or like a middling team. If you look at like drop back EPA and things sure. like that, but they're so good at running the ball and so good defensively. I think they're the clear number two. So then when you look at the next to kind of tear down, you have, I think five teams left to fill these three spots. Let me know if you disagree with these five teams being in this next category here. You have the Eagles. You have Miami. You have Detroit. You have the Chiefs. You have Dallas. That's the next five. I'm taking Detroit off that list. I like Detroit a lot. I think they're very good in the trenches, but I don't think they're quite there. Okay? So then for me, it comes down to Eagles, Miami, Chiefs, Dallas for the, the four to four to fit three. What team are you taking off? You know, the Chiefs have beat Miami. Um, Chiefs have beat the Eagles. The Cowboys and Eagles have split one. Um, I think at this point, though, I, I think I'm still going Eagles three, which I know you absolutely hate. I know you hate that, but I, I, I'm still going with the Eagles at three. Um, I'm going Cowboys four, which pains me to say. And that leaves Miami and Chiefs for the five spot. I'm going Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are somewhat in a free fall, if you will, but Miami hasn't really impressed either as they just fell last night to a really bad team. I'm going Niners, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs. That's my top five, and I hate it. Um, I, Eagles are not in my top five. 49ers, number one. Ravens, number two. I think I then go Chiefs, number three. Cowboys, number four. Dolphins, number five. And I, I want to put the Bills in there just to cause a stir, but I I, I can't. But I, I think the... I think that even though the Bills lost to the Eagles, technically, the record shows they lost to the Eagles. I think the Bills are better than the Eagles. The Eagles, to me, are a borderline good team. They're getting worse as the season goes on. Their offense has gone from a good offense to an average offense. Their defense has gone from an average defense to a bad defense. I said three weeks ago, I said the Eagles were going to lose their next three games in a row. And if it wasn't for Jake Elliott hitting the greatest field goal of all time, 59 yards into the wind, I would be right because they should have lost to the Bills and then they got their butts kicked by the 49ers and the Cowboys. Eagles are not that good. Soon. <laughs> In a damn monsoon. I know. He misses Dude. that kick and I'm the greatest predictor of the Eagles of all time. No one believed me when I said they're going to lose three games in a row and I was so close. I would have victory lapped so hard and make your head spin. Uh, who's the better bird? The Falcons or the Eagles? Obviously the Eagles, but if you look at net yards per play, the Falcons <laughs> rank higher. Fact or fiction, the Falcons are better in net yards per play. If you look at purely moving the ball down the field and preventing the other team from doing so, the Falcons are plus 0.1 in net yards per play. The Eagles are 0.0. That's I've, a fact. I have never seen a dude love a stat more than you. It I is, know. I love net yards per play. It's I love incredible. it. So how about that for Trevor earlier asking for data? There's some data for you. Net yards per play. Eagles 14th in the NFL, 0.0. Falcons 12th, plus 0.1. How about that? How about that for some data? Mm. Listen, I'm not I'm not delusional about the, about the Falcons. They they I, Whenever I have a take about teams, this is the, a classic chirp that I get back in my way that, that this is coming from a Falcons fan. What am I supposed to do? Stop cheering for the Falcons because they stink? No, Am I allowed I, to have opinions about other teams or not just because of the Falcons? I, I, I actually appreciate the fact that you are a Falcons fan because that is a tortured, yeah, tortured Yeah, all the sports teams I cheer for. You see behind my left shoulder here, you see what other team I cheer for? The Blue Jays. You remember the Royals beat them? Do you do you have any recollection of that? Do you see the the Royals bobblehead over my yeah, shoulder? I'm aware of that. I don't know if you paid attention to social media this weekend, Sterling, but we had Otani signed to our team for 20 minutes. Yeah, congratulations. It was a tough weekend. It's a good 20 minutes. I saw the champagne you put on. I ice. had champagne literally on ice, ready to pop it. I, I don't know if you saw the Tyree Kill thing really quickly, because I think this was hilarious. Tyree Kill came into the game with an injured ankle, and uh, he was about to just sit out the rest of the game. He goes, man, my ankle's gone. Adrenaline kicked in. I ran off the field. I sat for a while. I got stiff, going through pain. And uh, he said he texted his wife at halftime, and he's like, this shit hurts. I needed an ankle massage tonight. And she said, you'd better get your ass back in the game, dog. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Is that true love or what? 
I need a massage. You better get your ass back in the game, dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm a good thing he didn't re-injure it. That would have sucked. Maybe he should listen to his team trainer instead of his wife, but as yeah, long as he didn't re-injure it, then I guess that's fine. Yeah. Just crack me up. That's support right yeah, there. Good for him. I wish him well. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, breaking news, Justin Herbert's officially over the season. Yeah, they're done. They, um, he should have been out for the season from the get-go because that team is atrocious. They're, they're a train wreck. Easton Stick uh, will be their quarterback now. Brandon Staley has been out for the season, apparently, based on his coaching decisions. Yeah, he's gone. Chargers are a disaster. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, one last thing here that I want to talk about. Um, AFC playoff pitcher right now before we move on. Um, or I guess this is kind of moving on because we're not talking about the 49ers anymore. Uh, there are two win, two wins separate the number two seed Dolphins and the number 11 seed Bills right now. Mm. Dolphins nine and four in the two spot, Bills seven and six in the 11 spot. This might be the tightest playoff race with four weeks to go that I've seen in my life in the AFC. I know, I know we try to predict this every single week, but who do you think gets in the AFC playoffs? So you're, are you calling this a basically, because you have this information, a one and a half game lead basically for Miami, correct? Because if the Bills. Well, not really Miami, because, because the other games matter too. So it's still a two game lead, but if the Bills finish with the same record as the Dolphins and they, and one of those wins is against comes the against the Dolphins, because they could finish with the same record, but then the Dolphins beat them in week 18, which then they go to a different tiebreaker. But if they yeah. finish with the same record with the Bills beating the Dolphins in week 18, then they, they would get the tiebreaker. So the Bills' schedule was, was, was so difficult. They took care of business against the Chiefs, and yeah. one of their games against the Chargers now became a lot easier with no Justin Herbert. Um, so they're at home against the Cowboys against the Chargers, which there's no crowd or Herbert. So that's basically a home game for Buffalo. Uh, at home against the Patriots, they fell once to New England, but I doubt they fall twice. And then again, that final game of the season against the Dolphins. When you look at the Dolphins over here, uh, at home against the Jets, at home against the Cowboys, on the road against the Ravens, at home against the Bills. It's going to come down to that final game, and I think the Bills beat Miami. So in that regard, I'm going to go – the Bills make the playoffs. They win the AFC East. Mm. What about the other wild card spots? So Dolphins would still get a wild card spot in that situation. Uh, you got the Browns right now at eight and five, but then you have the Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, and Bengals all at seven and six right now. Yeah. So I, I think you you clearly have Miami or Buffalo. Then, if you're using my scenario here, right, you're gonna right. have one of those two teams. That leaves two teams left. I think Cleveland makes it just because they're eight and five currently. They yep. have a pretty, pretty big lead right there. And then it comes down to the seventh spot between the Steelers, Colts, Houston, Denver. Um, let me look at Denver's final stretch. Denver might go three and one. They face the Lions, say it's a loss, right? This week. They then host the Patriots. They host the Justin Herbertless Chargers, and then the Raiders, who have nothing to play for. I I think the Broncos sneak in and get that final spot, which is crazy to think about. So, if you want to take a look at the betting odds, which is usually a, a decent indicator of the probability for each team, right now the way it stands, if you're looking at the wild card teams, the Browns minus five ninety, so the Browns have a very good chance of making the playoffs in one of those wild card spots. Then the Bills are the next favorite at minus one hundred eight um, to get into the playoffs. So then that seven seed, it comes down to the Colts and the Texans both have the exact same odds at plus one sixteen. The Broncos right behind them at plus one thirty two. The Steelers and the Bengals are on the outside looking in, and it's largely due to their schedules. Both of them have very tough schedules, especially the Bengals down the stretch. So it looks like it's going to be the Texans, Colts, or Broncos. It might actually come down to the Texans and Colts play against each other in week 18. It might be winner gets in. Also, the thing you need to consider, though, with the Texans is they have a million injuries, uh, especially C.J. Strouds and concussion protocol. Who knows if he plays this week? Um the receivers are hurt. They got a couple of guys on on defense that are hurt. Will Anderson's questionable for this week. 
So it really comes down to their injury report. But uh, if you base it on the betting odds, it's Texans, Colts, and then maybe the Broncos, Bengals, and Steelers are pretty much out of it. Well, that's why I said with the Texans, as much as, again, you know I was so high going into the season, but Tank Dell out for the season. Uh, Dalton Schultz missed this past week. And again, C.J. Stroud in concussion protocol. Um, I don't know. And again, this is a big if here. The Jets' defense is incredible. But when Tank Dell was gone and no Dalton Schultz, that offense ground to a halt. It was brutal. Again, how much of that is the Jets' defense and how much is the missing of Tank and Dalton? Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, can the Cowboys win the NFC East? Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be tough. I mean, they can they? Yeah, their schedule is yeah. brutal, but, but, but can they? I, I, they definitely can. Um, the Cowboys or the Eagles have the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. They got Giants twice, Cardinals, and Commanders. Yeah, Eagles got that. Or sorry, not Commanders. Who's um, Giants twice, Cardinals, and oh Seahawks. So the, the only real like questionable game for them right now is Seahawks next week. They're a three and a half point favorite in Seattle. Uh, but if they can get past the Seahawks, they got the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles to uh, to get that. And again, you're going to sit here and say, um, I don't know if the Eagles are better than Dallas, but the record is going to show it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because if they fit, if the, even if the Cowboys win out, if both teams win out, the Eagles get in. Uh, and the Cowboys have a tough challenge in front of them to win out, whereas the Eagles um, will likely win out. They'll be favored, especially by quite a bit in their final three games. They are Eagles right now, minus 320 to win the NFC. Uh, to win the NFC East, which translates to an implied probability of 76.19%. So pretty good chance the Eagles win uh, the NFC East. Um, uh, NFC South, someone has to win it. Do they? (laughs) The worst division of all time, because not only are the three teams tied atop the NFC South right now, all at six and seven, they also have the worst team in the NFL in the division in the Panthers, who have one win. Uh, so the top and the bottom, the, everyone stinks. Uh, the Bucks, the, if the Falcons beat the Bucks this past weekend and we were winning there up until the final miracle drive by Baker Mayfield, the Falcons would have had a firm, firm, firm grasp on the NFC South. They would have really blow it in the past few weeks. Um, but instead, they blew the lead, and now it is a three-way tie, and the odds basically make it a toss-up with the Bucks a slight favorite, plus 155, Falcons plus 175, Saints plus 185. And they all play each other. Like at the end of the season, the Bucks and the Saints, week 17, Falcons and the Saints, week 18. 
probably going to come down to that Week 18 game between the Falcons and Saints. Let me check out the Bucks schedule. They all have easy games. Bucks have the toughest schedule of the three. Relatively. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, and they still play the Panthers. Yeah, Bucks have a have a game against the Panthers, but also the Bucks play. They're four or three and a half point underdogs to the Packers this week. They also play the Jaguars next week, which they'll be underdogs in. Just love it, Zinkin. The the, the the Bucks win the division. They were underdogs to a under five hundred six and seven team. It's incredible. They're they're, they're atrocious. I'm going to go with the Saints. I still think they're the most talented team. They have their only team with a positive point differential. I think they're bad because they never find ways to move the football. I think Derek Carr is toast. I think Jameis Winston actually is the better quarterback at, at this point. Again, like I think they're bad because of the game plan, because of the scheme, I think because of Derek Carr. When you look at the roster, you're sitting here going, that's a decent team. Yeah. like that, That's a pretty good team. I don't see the disconnect here. I'm just going to go with the most talented team, even if they are still bad, and that's the Saints. I made the prediction at the start of the year that the NFC South would be decided in week 18 and the winner of the Falcons Saints in week 18 would win the division. And I'm sticking to that because that looks like that's a very strong possibility to happen. I think the Bucs are actually the worst team of the three. If you look at a lot of metrics and stats and analytics, they are a distant three amongst those three teams. Not doesn't mean they can't win. Obviously, I mean, they're the favorites, but not only do they have the toughest schedule down the stretch, I think they're the worst of the three teams. So I think it's going to come down to whoever wins between the Falcons and the Saints in week 18. Um, Falcons are lucky that they beat the Saints earlier this season, so they have that tiebreaker. If they finish with the same record as the Saints and they beat the Saints in week 18, um, then they get in. Um, but also the Falcons don't have gimme games either. This weekend, the Falcons should beat the Panthers. I think we can agree on that. But they have tough games against... I mean, t- games that should be tough. It will team. be tough. It's the worst team in football. It Watch them like- lose to the Panthers this week. Uh, they, they have games against the Colts and the Bears um, the next two weeks after that, which should be easy wins, but they're not. Now, the take that they, they do play the Colts at home, which hopefully will help them out. They got to go on the road on New Year's Eve to take on the Bears. Justin Fields might run for 200 yards against them. I don't know. Right now, I would probably pick the Saints. What a what a what a what a what a disgusting division! What an embarrassment to the NFL. Um, is Tommy or two two quarterbacks who have come out of nowhere? Are they good or are they not? Is Tommy DeVito good and is Jake Browning good? Dude, great question. Tommy DeVito looked like you or me playing quarterback the first like two games. Yes, and all of a sudden now he's out here taking care of the football, moving it effectively, taking what is given. I don't think he's good, but I think he's serviceable. He's been way better than I expected. I, I still need a larger sample size. There's nothing that screams when I watch him. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. With Jake Browning, on the other hand, I don't know if he's good, but I'd take him over to Vito, and I'm starting to wonder, could he do what Geno Smith did with the Seahawks? Could he do? Uh, I don't want to say Jared Goff. That's too too much. Baker Mayfield? Like, my, my question is, is Jake Browning a legitimate back-end starting quarterback in the NFL? It's tough because he has all those weapons. But what do you want him to use? What do you, like, not use the weapons? He's also getting the ball out to Trenton Irwin. Like, he's using Drew Sample. He's using everyone on that team. I've been very, very impressed with Jake Browning. Um, I don't know if I'm quite there saying he's good, but I'm very intrigued. Um, I'll, I'll tackle Tommy DeVito first. Um, does he annoy you? Because he annoys me and maybe it's not him. Maybe it's his family. I, I can't stand the cartoonish Italian thing. Did, did you see his agent last night? He looked, he's, he's a cartoon character wearing the fedora. Every time they show him in the stands, we're all like, hey! it's a little much. Like, can we dial it back a little bit on like the cartoonish Italian? If I was Italian, I'd be borderline offended by how these guys are acting. Hey, it's a little much it's <laughs> on the nose a little much and it annoys me i don't think tommy devito is good i think he's going to fall apart here especially against the saints next week it's going to be like the first really good defense he's played since the cowboys and jake browning i would say similar similar thing he started in three games um he did not look good against the steelers um he looked extremely good against the jaguars and really he was average against the colts he only threw the ball 24 times two touchdowns and a pick 
Um, so not really a huge sample size. I just kind of ran the ball against the Colts. Um, so I'm not sold on Jake Browning either. I'm going to bet against both those teams this week because I think they're getting a little bit too much love and especially DeVito. I, I can't, I can't, it's enough. <laughs> Ian hates a good underdog. He hates them. <laughs> Chiefs are unfortunately probably losing to Browning. Do the Bengals and Chiefs play uh, later this season? Yeah, we do. And uh, Legereus is going to have a field day against either T. Higgins or Jamar Chase. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm not sold. I mean, we saw we saw a storyline like this already this season. Joshua Dobbs comes out with the Vikings, has a few good starts. Um, people uh, all of a sudden say Josh Dobbs is a good quarterback. Oh, he could be a starter somewhere. And then what happens? He's basically pulled and bench now for Nick Mullins. So let's pump the brakes after a couple of games on these quarterbacks that come out of nowhere. We, I mean, like I said, we just saw it with Joshua Dobbs. You think we have learned our lesson. Let's relax. Now sorry. Later. we Sorry. We like to see guys succeed Ian. Um, I wish them well, but I'm not I'm, legend by the way, Nick Mullins. Uh, and also this is the best, best comment in a while. Ian's the type of guy to ban touchdown celebrations. No, I like yeah, touchdown celebrations. No, no that's, no. that's false. I like touchdown celebrations. Um, I don't like showing family in the stands. If, if that makes, makes me a hater, then 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 I guess that makes me a hater. Fair. Come on, you have to. It's a little cartoonish. They they they, they crank up the the Italian to a, a little too high. Did you see his agent last night? He looks ridiculous. He looks like a cartoon character. Do you think when he walks the streets of New York, he's like, "Hey, I'm walking here." Right. Yeah. Yes. There's no way that they actually are like act like that. They're they're turning it up a little bit for the cameras, and I don't like that. Do you think he calls people Copernicus? Like a Copernicus. Is that an Italian name that people have? No, but like, you know, if someone's trying to be smart, you know, they're trying to get smart on oh, that. Yeah, yeah, Copernicus, right. yeah. Yeah, they probably do. Um, they probably just watched the Sopranos on repeat. Um, all right, let's uh, jump into uh, week 15 preview here. Uh, let's start uh, with uh, the, this is a Saturday game. We've got three Saturday games this week. The Thursday night game, we're not even going to talk about because that's one of the, I mean, Thursday night is cursed. We need to stop having Thursday night games because every single one on a weekly basis stinks. We got Easton Stick against Aiden O'Connell. So we're not even going to talk about that. Nope. Um, Vikings Bengals is a bit of an interesting one. Vikings still uh, battling. I think they are actually still in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, they are because they, they they just beat the Raiders. By the way, complete side note. Um, I took the over in a game that finished three nothing. Yeah, I took the nails, over in Vikings Raiders. That might be the worst bet I've ever placed. Three that's, nothing. That's nails. Yeah. Uh, Vikings Bengals on Saturday. Bengals, um, I think I put the wrong line in here. Bengals are three and a half point home favorites. Vikings are underdogs on the road over under 38 and a half. Uh, any thoughts with this one? We don't know who's going to quarterback for the Vikings yet. I'm going to assume it's not going to be Joshua Dobbs. I assume it's going to be Nick Mullins. He did lead them to a game winning field goal. Um, Jake Browning going for the Bengals. Thoughts on this one? If Jefferson's back and playing, Mm. that's a big difference Which he is uh, expected to i believe yeah no he, he went out for a while with that back um man i guess just give me the points in, in, in a game between yeah. in, in a game like this i would prefer the points i actually like the over in this game both defenses Ooh. i don't think are very good oh um, i would argue against that which which, which way which the, way Viking, you- the Vikings defense got off to a bad start to the season. And this is, I'm actually going to take the Vikings and it's because their defense has become an actually without, and we haven't talked about this and no, not enough people have been talking about this. The Vikings are now a good defense. Fifth in opponent EPA, seventh in opponent success rate. They just shut out the Raiders. Now, I mean, it's the Raiders, but the Vikings over like the past, like, because yeah, even in like the first five weeks, they weren't a good defense. They have now completely turned things around. Brian Flores, I don't know if there's an award for coordinator of the year. Brian Flores needs to win it. I've been reading some stuff up uh, uh, about what this defense is doing. They have a guy on the Vikings defense. I forget his name, but he has played every position on defense for at least one play this year, except for defensive tackle. He's played right corner, left corner, defensive end, linebacker, strong safety, free safety. Brian Flores is moving things around. He's running a lot of weird zone blitzes and it's extremely impressive. And that's why I like the Vikings because I think Jake Browning is going to struggle against his defense. That isn't that talented, but the scheme that it's running is throwing teams off. Teams don't know what to do against it. Mm. 
Good call. And by the way, I love the way when you shake your head, your little uh, your thing, you got so animated. You're like, no, the Vikings are a good defense as your Santa hat little knob is going back and forth. You the like Bengals the, defense does stink, though. You know those fishes with the light in front of them, the angler fish? Yes. That's what you're rocking right now. Yeah. You're prettier than an angler fish, but uh, just. Thank you. Just, they, yeah. yeah, they aren't the most attractive fish in the world. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the points of the Vikings. Uh, I hope Nick Mullen starts. Um, all right, Broncos, Lions, bit of an interesting one. Broncos, obviously, as we were talking before, fighting for a playoff spot in the AFC. Lions in the playoffs pretty much um, still need to kind of, well, I guess with the Packers losing, well, the Vikings are still there. Lions still need to lock up the NFC North, though, and they've stumbled a little bit lately. Uh, Lions, five-point favorites at home, over under 47. Mm, this is a fun game. Like, I, I think this is going to be a good game. I, I'm intrigued to see the Broncos in this one, if their defense can can hold up. Uh, it's a good test against what is a great offensive line with the Detroit Lions. Um, it's, it's weird. The, the, the Broncos have started winning. Like, obviously, they're, they're, they're winning games now. And all of a sudden, the, the calls for Russell Wilson to get benched have been louder. I don't understand this phenomenon. It's like, who are you turning to? Right. Who who who's the answer? He again. He's not the reason you're winning games. I understand that. Right. But you're finally starting to win games with him at quarterback. Why the hell do you do now? Do you want to see a change? I'm before yeah, this. You want to go with Jarrett Stidham? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm utterly confused by this. Um, I don't. I kind of like the lines in this game. I think it's a bit of a buy low spot on them. Uh, I think the Broncos have been really benefiting from a lot of turnover luck on both sides of the football. Um, and the lines have been significant. Well, both these teams have been significantly better at home. Uh, the lines and not to, you know, cite my favorite stat in the world net yards per play, but the lines go from a net yards per play of 1.1 at home to, minus 0.1 on the road and the Broncos go from a net yards per play of zero at home to minus 1.6 on the road. So take the team that's at home in this matchup. Ian, are you seeing this by the way on my screen or did I just like apparently drop acid by accident and didn't, didn't know it. Um, if you see on my screen, I do a thumbs down. Look at this. There's like little bubbles. Okay, I did I didn't not do, see that. It, it didn't do it this time. I did it earlier and like little bump. There we go. Look at that. Look at oh, the little bubble. Like a little bubble. There you go. I don't know what's going on right now. It's like I'm in a cartoon, and I'm I'm. You see the bub- the bubbles with the thumbs up logo? Yeah. Do you see that shit? That was. I thought that was producer Joanne that put that in. Oh, maybe she did do that. I don't know. But now I'm just gonna sit here and just do thumbs up and thumbs down. She says it's not her. So you have some setting on your camera where if it detects that you're thumbing up, then it puts a thumbs up on the screen. There we there go. go. Look at that. That's, That's wild. Neat. Yeah, I thought that was Joanne. I guess it's a setting on your camera. Everyone who's listening right now is yeah, no idea what's going on. This, but all the this, all the video people are going to be very intrigued by seeing this. Yeah, this is why you got to watch. Uh, head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to it and watch us live as Sterling makes uh, thumbs up emojis appear on the screen. But it doesn't work very often. <laughs> uh, game of the week this week: Cowboys against Bills. Bills. Uh, Two two and a half point favorites at home, depending on where you look. Over under forty nine. A big game for both teams. Cowboys got to win if they want to stay alive in the NFC East. Bills, they don't have to win, uh, but a win here puts them in a fantastic spot to make the AFC playoffs. I'm going Bills. Same. Going Bills at home. I I, I don't know why they're favored necessarily. I guess everyone has the same thought process you and I do. Yeah, they're they're a team that they're better than the record shows with the Cowboys. On the other hand, I think a little bit the opposite. Um, yeah, I like the Bills. Um, I think you go with the over for this one. And actually, I'm going to change. We're going we're to get to our picks in a second, but I'm going to change my total bet to the over in this game. Um, both offenses better than their defenses. The Cowboys can't stop the run. I think the Bills can have a lot of success on the ground. The Bills defense struggles as well. So. I think you go over, but also I like the Bills. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Ravens, Jaguars. Um, it looked like when we talked last week, we were talking about the Jaguars season being over because we thought Trevor Lawrence is going to miss at least a handful of games, maybe the rest of the season. Turns out he didn't miss any time. Um, apparently, I, I read somewhere that it's because he does a lot of stretching with his ankles and he has very flexible ankles, and that saved him. Don't know if that's true or not. 
but Trevor Lawrence is at quarterback, but the Jaguars are still three and a half point home underdogs on Sunday night football to the Ravens. Yeah, I think they get hammered. I love the Ravens in this game. We are agreeing too much uh, on this show. <laughs> um, now that everyone realizes how big of frauds the Eagles are, they are kind of no longer frauds because if everyone thinks you're a fraud, then you're not a fraud. You're just not good. Uh, the Jaguars now, I think, take over the top spot of my fraud rankings because some people are kind of catching on a little bit, but I don't think this Jaguars team is good. I have been saying for a long time, a long time, this exact same thing. How you were on the Eagles, this is me on the Jags. Right. So this is you and me just shaking hands. Net yards per play, 22nd in the NFL. 27th in the NFL over their last three games. Their defense was good in the first half of the season. Their defense has fallen apart for some reason. I'm not really sure why. In uh, their offense can put together some good plays, but I mean, now with Christian Kirko, uh, they're hurting. So, um, yeah, I'll take the Ravens uh, uh, to win big. Hunter says the Bow Boys. I'm guessing, he, I don't know if that he meant to say that, but the, the Cowboys' biggest fraud. No, I think he meant Bow Boys. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know about the Cowboys. We'll, we'll find out in the coming weeks. Uh, Monday night football Eagles against the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks three and a half point of home underdogs. They opened us four and a half point underdogs. So this is another one. Uh, the professional better seem to be on the Seahawks because it's moved down a point. Um, I will once again be taking the Seahawks. If you thought that I was going to jump off the fade, the Eagles train, you were wrong. Uh, I've, I don't need to repeat myself about the Eagles. I think they're, barely a good team they're flirting with being an above average team um so i will take the points with the seahawks at home i know it's kind of like molly hatchet in that song flirting with disaster but the eagles are gonna get it done i i am okay. I'm, I'm with the eagles in this one do they cover I, 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 i've not been a fan of the Se- yeah i think they cover i'm not a fan okay. of the seahawks you, you you knew that from the get-go yep although drew lock season what about drew lock season baby is he going to play again this week? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't really think there's much of a deal. Like I, I don't value the Seahawks either, like more or less if Drew Locke starts over Geno Smith. I think they're similar guys. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, both the Eagles and the Seahawks, zero point zero net yards per play. Just saying. Uh, all right, uh, we got five minutes here. Let's rip through our picks. I finally got back to uh, a winning week last week. I went two and one with my picks. Um, I hit the. I lost my spot here. Um, Titans plus 14 against the Dolphins. I should have taken them as my upset pick of the week. Uh, that was, well, actually, I was going to say it was as easy as it gets, but they were that, that was about to push with like three minutes left. They were down exactly 14, and then they somehow ended up winning the game. Uh, so I hit Titans plus 14. I finally hit an upset pick taking the Buccaneers over my Falcons. That was the easiest bet. In the, of course, the Falcons are going to lose that game. Losing that game is the most Falcons thing possible. Um, my, uh, total bet did not hit, uh, took the over in Broncos chargers and it finished what, like 24, seven or something. Justin Herbert getting hurt certainly did not help that bet. Uh, so that brings my season to date record on this show to 19 and 20, uh, Sterling, you went one and two last week, which brings you to 20, 21 and one, uh, you lost on the Eagles, uh, plus three and a half against the Cowboys. Um, you hit your total bet. You took the Vikings, uh, no, sorry, you took the Bengals Colts over 40 and a half. That hit for you. Uh, but then you lost your upset pick, which was uh, the Raiders over the Vikings. Uh, three nothing heartbreaker. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, so let's go with our best spread bet for this week. Uh, my best spread bet is going to be uh, on my Falcons, actually. Uh, only a three-point favorite this week against the worst team in the NFL. Come on, the Falcons aren't that bad. <laughs> uh, not only are the Falcons a much better team overall than the Panthers, I think they have a stylistic advantage in this game because the Panthers can't stop the run. They're dead last in opponent rush su- success rate. Dead last in opponent rush EPA. What do the Falcons do well? Run the ball. Uh, Desmond Raider might not even need to throw the ball this game. Just feed Tyler Algier, feed uh, Bijan Robinson, feed Cordero Patterson. They're going to be able to run the ball all over the Panthers. And the Falcons' defense is actually good. Bryce Young hasn't had a good game all season. Um, I'm shocked the Falcons are only a three-point favorite. I can't wait for Arthur Smith to say, you know what I'm going to do? A little trickery. I'm going to throw the ball 47 times to Jonu Smith. Yeah, and then... I'm going to get John Smith to throw the ball himself. <laughs> uh, I'm going Baltimore uh, three and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they hammer Jacksonville. So uh, yep. don't need to beat a dead horse or a dead Jaguar. 
Yeah, I like that play. Uh, I'm going to go Jets, Dolphins under 40 and a half. I know the Jets uh crazy. The Jets and Texans were nothing, nothing at halftime. The over still ended up hitting. I know the Jets got some offensive uh, um, momentum going in that game, but still dead last in, in overall EPA, dead last in uh, success rate. Their defense is a top three defense. Their defense, I keep waiting for their defense to give up, but their defense actually gets better as the season goes on. <coughs> if any secondary can slow down the Dolphins pass attack, it's the Jets secondary. So we're talking about a total that is still at the 40 and a half mark with the worst offense in the NFL and top three defense. I'll take the under. Yeah, we well, forget one thing. Zach Wilson is him. Um, yeah. I, I think you forget about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings Bengals over 38 and a half. I know you hate it. I don't really like it myself, but I'm rocking with it. Um, it's a low total. I'm somewhat of a believer in Jake Browning and. Um, I like rooting for points. Life's too short to bet the under, Ian. Um, I have a mug that says that, but I, I don't have it here. Um, I actually, I don't hate that play. I know I was kind of hyping up the Vikings defense, but the Bengals defense is, I think, a bottom five defense in the NFL. So it, it is a low total. It's in the 30s. So um, I, I, I don't completely hate it. Uh, I'd rather take the over than laying points with the Bengals in that one for sure. Uh, upset pick of the week. Um, Oh, actually, I changed my total bet. That's no, too late. I already said it. Uh, going with, with, with the under. Uh, upset pick of the week. Uh, we are both on the same one. Bears over Browns. It really stood out to me. Same. Like when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then Ian's doing the same thing. We're typing uh, as fast as we possibly can into the, sh- uh, into the show sheet. I'm like, oh, I'm not changing. And he said, I'm not changing. So for the first time on stacking the box and the first time in stacking the box history, yeah, it's the same pick. I don't think the I think I, the I don't believe in the Browns' offense. I don't think Joe Flacco can keep doing this. And now they have their third offensive tackle of the season suffering a season-ending injury. So they're down three offensive tackles. You're going up against a very underrated Bears defense. Um, there's the Browns' center, Ethan Pochich. I'm pronouncing that name correctly is questionable for Sunday as well. So you got Joe Flacco behind a skeleton of an offensive line. Uh, and the bears have turned into like an average team over the past, like six, seven weeks. So um, yeah, I will, I will say one big issue though, that does concern me. The Browns play a lot better at home and this game is in Cleveland. But um, if the, if the, if the bears can get over that fact, then uh, I like the bears in this one. And if anyone else is listening right now, I have been maybe the worst better on the season when it comes to betting either with or against the Browns. Every time I go, oh, finally, yeah, the Browns will win this game, they lose. Every time I think, yeah, the Browns will lose, they win. So maybe fade me. Yeah, and I suck at picking underdogs this year. So that's a sign for everyone listening. Go ahead and take the Browns. Um, Survivor pick of the week, Sterling. Who are you going to take this week? Oh, I forgot. Bleep you, man. I did it because I was a generous guy. I did it because it's almost Christmas season. It is Christmas season, and I didn't want to take all of your money. Oh, what happened? What happened? You took the Texans over the Jets. What happened, man? CJ Stroud got concussed. Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz were out. I knew I should have gone with the Ravens, and I'm I'm watching the Ravens game, and I was hoping so bad the Ravens lost for a multitude of reasons, but none more than that way I go, all right, well, the team I was going to go with, the other team also lost. That doesn't feel as bad, right? You're like, okay, that's not bad. But I was, not- 50, I was 50-50 between those two teams, and the Ravens pulled out into overtime, and I'm sitting here just that Titleist T200 driving iron. Yep slipped through my hands it did now the good news is he did successfully get through 13 weeks of survivor so i i haven't done it yet but i gotta i gotta figure out what 13 weeks of survivor deserves for a prize it is certainly not a driving iron it is not a driver it is not a putter it's not going to be a club of some sort um do you want it to be golf related sure golf or bourbon baby all right uh I, I i will figure that out and uh i will reveal what your prize will be on next week's episode oh i can't wait 13 13 weeks is pretty good yeah uh, there, there's not many people still alive in survivor actually in the big survivor pools like the circa million dollar survivor i think it's down to like 13 people so you you, you made it as far as almost anybody well I'm, I'm actually very impressed thank you that was very kind i've never heard you say anything nice about me before so i feel a little uncomfortable oh come on 
I'll say some nice things. I no, like that, that was 13 weeks in Survivor is very tough to do. I mean, I lost until week three this year. So, uh, week <laughs> in the Pebble Beach. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, Hunter, it'll not be a weekend at Pebble Beach. <laughs> I guarantee that. Um, you can send me some pebbles from a beach. Yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you went undefeated in Survivor three straight seasons, maybe maybe that would be your prize. But uh, no, it's going to it's gonna be a little less expensive than a weekend at Pebble Beach, which would be worth 10 grand. <laughs> Um, all right. Thank you everyone so much for watching and listening. Please subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube, like this video, um, go ahead and sign up for sleeper daily fantasy. Use the code fansided two to get a first deposit match up to $100. Follow me on Twitter slash exit at Ian MacBets. Follow Sterling at home stretch KC Sterling. Any final thoughts? No, I just look like an absolute idiot. <laughs> All right, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, Best of luck with your bets this week. Uh, Enjoy the action, and we'll be back next week for Week 16. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.